where somebody broke into a house. Somebody burglarized something. Here's what I see today that's so different from just a few years ago. Used to you hear about a burglary where somebody broke into a home at night when nobody was there. Now they break into occupied homes in the middle of the daytime. And, and either beat up people or, or hold people hostage and do things. We, we hear about missing persons all the time. If you turn on the news, and, and usually the fear strikes through you because you know the likelihood is either never going to find that person, they're not going to find them the way we'd like for them to be found. Any, anybody know what I'm talking about? Our text this evening comes from the book of Proverbs, chapter 18. And I only have this one verse for this evening. Chapter 18 and verse number 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Father God, thank you so much for the tower. Thank you for the precious name of Jesus, God. I thank you for this book. I thank you for everything that it teaches us, God. And I pray you take this one little passage tonight, God. And I pray, Father, will you move among your people, God. I pray you give each one of us hope and encouragement, God, and a reminder that it's all good, Father. It's all taking place exactly the way you knew it would, God. Nothing has caught you by surprise. All of the danger, everything that's going on around us, God, none of it has surprised you in the least. Your word tells us how it's going to be in the last days, God. But, Lord, you've assured me in this day it doesn't matter how bad it gets, I have a tower that I can run into on a daily basis. And I thank you for it, God. You take this message. You bless it this evening, God. Help us to be what you want us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I, I can tell you this evening that that text says there's a place. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter about the 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock news. It doesn't matter what is going on in our world. For the child of God, there is a place that we can run into. A safe place. A, a strong tower. A tower that's never going to fall. A tower that will never fail. No hurricane is going to knock this tower over. No darkness is ever going to take away the light from this tower. We have a tower that's always going to be there. Amen? No circumstances will ever shake him or scare him. He's in control of everything that's going on. Romans says in chapter 10, verse 9, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. If you believed on Jesus Christ, and you believe that book is exactly what that book says. If you believe that that book is exactly the word of God, and you have confessed that Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior, and asked him to forgive you of all of your sins, then you have this strong tower. David said in Psalms chapter 27, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear, though war should rise against me. In this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days 
of my life. Y'all see that part? It ain't talking about when I get over there. I will, I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall not hide me in his pavilion in the secret place, or he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret place of the tabernacle. Shall he hide me? He shall set me upon a rock. Now shall mine head be lifted above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Psalm chapter 61, David said, Thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Though the enemy is all around us and, and this world seems to be such a dark and a dreary place with all of the stuff that's going on, David says that in the midst of all of it, I will come into his house and I will praise ye the Lord. In the midst of all that's going on out there, in spite of all the trouble, in spite of what CNN or World News or what anybody else has got to say, I will come into the house of the Lord while all that's going on. I won't be discouraged. I won't be dismayed. I won't be distracted. While all of the stuff is going on, I'll come into the tower and I'll praise the Lord. So a quick look. Here at this text this evening, look at the importance there of the name. You know, names in the Bible, are all, they, they give a reference to somebody's character, um, sometimes even to their purpose. It, and what we see is that, especially in the old, well, not even the old, you see it in the new, you see that there's meanings behind the name. There's never just a name. They, there's always something behind it. So what is the meaning of the name? Our text says there that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. One of the things that I almost did in Bible college was I almost didn't take the English course. I already had English when I was in secular college, and I thought there's no reason to retake courses I already have. But Dr. Raymond Sorrells was going to be teaching. He's a very educated man, and one of the things um, that was explained to us is that he teaches a Bible-based English on how to break Bible verses down. And I thought, you know what? I probably need that. So I went ahead and, and took it, and I'm really... Glad I did because it lets me look at sentences. What's interesting to me right here is that the Lord in this is in a prepositional phrase. The subject of the sentence is the name, not the Lord. It's in the name. The Hebrew word for name is the word shem. It means a definite position. By implication, a position of honor. Now, if you're working at your job, and somebody comes outside and says, hey, the boss said you need to go move your car. What are you going to do? You're going to go move your car. Unless you were planning on being at a new place of employment tomorrow anyway. You're going to go move your car. But here's the deal. There, there's a host of things. The guy could have come out and said, Mr. Jones said go move your car. The boss said go move your car. Um... The man that signs your paycheck said, you need to go out and move your car. You know, the one that hired you has the same power to fire you. He said, you need to go out and move your car. So the, the bottom line is, is all of those names, all of those identifications, it's enough to tell you that the guy out there in the big corner office that signs all the paychecks, he said, if you like your job, go move your car. 
So you're going to do what you're told. Each one of those are identifiers. They're a name, but each one of them carries a little something different in the title. Here in the text, it is the name or the reputation that is our strong tower. So there in that prepositional phrase, it tells us something about the reputation of the name. What is the name? The name is the Lord. You look up the name of the Lord there. The name is Jehovah. It is Yahweh. He is the uncreated, self-existent, eternal, forever God. So what does our text tell us here about our name that is a strong tower? Well, it tells us a lot of things. But One is these identifiers. The identifier to this name Jehovah. One of the things it means is I was, I am, and I will forever be. So that means that this strong tower that the Bible says that you and I can run into is never going to be destroyed. That there's never going to be a time that it will not be there for you. There'll never be a time that you can't look to it and it'll lead you to safety or lead you to home. There, there's never going to be a time when it's not there for you. The time... In the Old Testament, um, of course, it really is a good illustration for any time, or the Bible wouldn't have used it talking about the tower. But certainly in the Old Testament, it would have been a great illustration using the tower. Because when people were going somewhere, somebody's going to kind of get the fruit of all this and tie it together. When, when you were going somewhere and you were looking for a city, I didn't get that part. Y'all have to tie that song. Some of you singers ought to get it. And you're looking for a city. And you're in a wilderness. You're in a dry and barren land. You're in a desert place. But you're looking for a city. The first thing you're going to see is the tower. The first sign of that city, the first thing you'll see to let you know where the city is, is the tower. And as long as you see the tower, you don't need anything else. You don't need the stars to guide you at night. You don't need a road map. You don't need to know your way anymore. You don't have to hope that old mule that you're riding knows where he's going. Once you get to where you can see the tower, your sights are set on the city. And you won't never need to look at anything else. As long as your eyes are on the tower, you cannot get lost. The tower here in our text this evening is talking about the uncreated self-existing tower that no storm will ever destroy. That tower is always going to be there for us. We don't have to worry about it disappearing. So the word for strong here is the Hebrew word oz. It comes from the root word ozoz. It means strength or hardened, but it also means a place of refuge or a fortified city. That's where we get the word Gaza. Um, it means an area of strength or fortification. That's why the Gaza Strip is so important over in the Middle East. So we have this tower, a tower that is a fortified refuge for those who will run into it. A tower that will always be there that no power in heaven or on earth can ever diminish or ever take away. Another thing about this name Jehovah, I was studying this passage, and I got to looking at the, the Jewish traditions. And in the Jewish traditions, the name for God, the name Jehovah, is the phenom. The, 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 how you say that? 
Feminine. Feminine. What, what are you women's? Feminine. I can't get you women's up there. And why I'm thinking women, thinking God, it's hard for me to put feminine into the power of God. Somebody just don't make sense to me. Messed up my whole line of thinking, just thinking of standing right here. I couldn't even get the words out. Because somehow that doesn't make sense to me. To, I think of the power of God, and, and I, I know you ladies are going to say that's because we're the only ones that strong. There may be some truth in that. With all you're doing, but stick to the message. The, the, the feminine side, Elohim is the masculine side. Elohim is the masculine nature of God. It represents his power and his protection. It represents his provision and, and, and even his discipline. You would think that Solomon, when he wrote that, that he would have used the masculine side of God. The powerful side, our, our protection and our, our provision, but, but yet he used the feminine side. The side that describes God's love. The side that describes God's nurturing. God's care, God's heart of compassion. So at, at a first glance to me it, it seemed a little odd, but what Solomon is showing us here is that our refuge is not only in his provisions and not only in his strong arm and, and not only in his protection, but, but it's in his love and kindness. It's in his tender mercies. Can I tell you something? The Apostle Paul wouldn't have any problem understanding why Solomon would have used the feminine side. The Apostle Paul would have no problem understanding this text because, see, the Apostle Paul was beaten. The Apostle Paul was even tortured. We know from the Word of God the Apostle Paul was, was shipwrecked. Amen? We know that he was in prison. As a matter of fact, for doing nothing wrong at all, he was beheaded. He was executed, murdered. It wasn't Elohim. It wasn't Elohim that protected him from the beating. It wasn't Elohim that spared him from the shipwreck. He didn't deliver him from the prison cell. Yet Paul said in Romans 8, 37, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. There's that name again. Our strong tower is Jehovah God, which loves us and gave himself for us. So in our lives today, sometimes we suffer persecution. We suffer ridicule for things that we believe in. Sometimes things don't go our way. I may, maybe you're involved in a car wreck. Maybe it's a sickness, some form of disease things don't go the way that we want them to go he may not be the strong tower that delivers us from that storm we may still go through the trial amen but he's the only one that can give us joy in the trial mm -hmm. a tower that you can run to they can put a smile on your face that everybody around you can say what in the world are you doing smiling now how can you smile 
at a time like this? How can you have a smile on your face knowing all that you're going through? Because he's my tower. And, and he may not deliver me from, but he'll give me joy through the storm. Amen? He may allow me to go through the trial. He may allow me to have to walk into the situation for my own good. Yeah, to learn something. He may have to let me go through to learn something would be a good reason that we would go through. We may have to go through it that we might learn how to trust God. We may have to go through the storm because our faith is weak. Anybody ever prayed, God, increase my faith? Anybody ever prayed for faith? Anybody want your faith to grow? Anybody want your faith to be stronger? The only way your faith can get stronger than what it is right now is for you to go through something you've never been through before. The only way your faith can get bigger is if you go through a storm that doesn't make sense. You've never been to anything this bad before, and God delivers you from a place that you never thought you could get out of, and on your own you couldn't have. So the only way that God can grow our faith is to put us in something we've never been in before. He teaches something that we've never learned before. So he may not deliver us from the trial, but he'll give us joy in the midst of the trial. Think about Jesus on the cross. At any minute, he could have spared himself the trouble of the cross. At any minute, he could have made all that stop. At any minute, he said himself, he could call 12 legions, call his father, and he'd send 12 legions of angels and put a stop to all this nonsense. But what he said is, not my will, but thine be done. He said there in the garden, he said, I have finished the work that thou gavest me to do. Every child of God needs to put on that mentality. Never mind the cross. Never mind the problems. Never mind the turmoil. Never mind the trouble. Don't worry about the situation. Just do what's right. If we suffer in this life, so be it. As long as it's for the glory of God. Matthew 10, 28 says, Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Three things real quick that I want to do here in this text, and then we're done. I promise I'm done. Normally, it was funny when I was studying this because I started studying it for a Sunday night, more like a Bible study lesson and teaching it down and doing words. And, and I got to these three points, and I started kind of making the left-hand turn. I mean, three points, that's a sermon. You ever been to Bible college? That's a straight-up sermon. You get amen anybody. That's the sermon. I got three points. I'm working on an outline right here. And, and I, I start on an outline, and I got my three points, and I start developing my points. And I said, man, it's going to be a good Sunday morning sermon. I thought, wait a minute. I'm working on Sunday night. You know, you've got to preach something on Sunday night, too. But some of it, you get it's so good, you, you get to thinking, man, if it's the Word of God, you, just, you wish everybody could hear it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's not that mentality of, well, I wish so-and-so was here to hear it. It's not that at all. You just, I don't know, sometimes stuff's just good for you. You want somebody to hear it. So anyway, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to give you the three points, and we're done real quick. The first point we, we've looked at, kind of covered over, that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, a tower that'll never fail. If you look there in our text, Proverbs chapter 18, look at the next verse in verse number 11. It says, the rich man's wealth is his strong city, and as a high wall in his own conceit. The Hebrew word there for conceit is mosquito. It means figuratively imagination. 
You're trusting in your money. Good luck on your imagination. The rich man places his trust in his wealth and in his riches, but it'll fade away. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 28 says, He that trusteth in his riches shall fall, but the righteous shall flourish as a branch. The second thing there in the text I want to look at real quick is the believer's instinct to run to God in times of trouble. As children of God, anybody ever made a mistake? Sometimes the mistake leads to a mistake. And before you know it, you're getting out of church. And before you know it, you're getting a little further away. And now you've gotten out of church. And you're getting away from your church friends. And you just seem to get, keep getting further away from the things of God. And before you know it, you're, you're way off out there in the world again. Sometimes Christians just have a way of losing their way. And sometimes they lose their way for a season. But it doesn't take that to get you in a storm. You can be living as close to the center of God's perfect will as you can possibly live. You can be reading and praying every morning. You can fall asleep praying at night. You can wake up to a song that inspires you and start praying before you even get out of bed in the morning. Pray all the way down the hall. Pray while you're pouring coffee and go in there and can't wait to open the Bible and start reading. You literally can be trying to do everything that you can to try to live a life pleasing to God and walk with God on a daily basis. One thing that the child of God, no matter where they are in life, one thing that the child of God will do by instinct is run to him. I can prove it. It doesn't matter where you are. Let there be a car wreck. Let, let there be cancer. Let there be Alzheimer's. Let there be something bad come up in your life. Let you find out that your child has got some kind of disease. And it strikes fear and you're not sure what it is. What's the first thing we do? We're going to run to him. It, it is our instinct that makes no difference what it is in the child of God. It is our instinct that the righteous runneth into it. And then the third point there in the text is the place that we run to. The Bible says that it's a safe place. As a believer, we, we can be certain of the safety of the name of the Lord. We, we may not can control the consequences of the things that go on. It's no different than Mary from the message this morning. You may not know what to do. That's okay. You don't need to know what to do. You just need to know where to go. Just go to the tower. The tower is the safe place. You think about yesterday more so than today was a beautiful day here. Anybody amen? I mean, hot, sunny, weather, beautiful day here. You can go a little bit to the east, and it was still beautiful. And you go a little bit more east, and it was still beautiful. But you didn't want to go too far east before you start winding up in a storm. Probably less than 100 miles was separating a beautiful sunny day from total flooding and devastation. It's just that way in life. Some days are beautiful. Some days is a storm. In between those two, there were some winds blowing. And there was a little bit of rain falling off and on. It's the same with life. 
Some days we have some bright sunny days, amen? Some days is a storm. All you want is for that day to end. And some days are just somewhere there in between. But even when the day is bright and sunny, the storm's close by. The storm's just right over there across the line. You ain't got to go far at all. And there's people around you that are running from the storm. There's people around us right now that are here because they had to flee the storm. Not just that physical storm, but spiritual storm. People around you in your life, there's people all around you. I couldn't help but think of tonight's message this morning when we were down praying at the rock altar. That's all I could think about about that storm and praying for the people is, is that every day of our life, everybody around us, is it some different variation? For some, the day is sunnier, the day is brighter. For some, the wind's harder. Some, it's just all-out turmoil. But if you're a child of God, it doesn't matter which day it is. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. You know the beautiful thing to me about that tower? I can go to it any time I want to. I ain't got to wait on the storm. I ain't got to wait on the nighttime to fall. I ain't got to wait on bad times to come. I ain't got to wait on the devil to come knocking on my door. I can walk in there on a bright, sunny day. I can walk in there just because I want to be in a safe place. I can walk in there just because I want to sit down with the name of Jesus. I just want to sit down in the tower and fellowship. I just want, it don't matter if the wind's blowing a little bit and I just want to get in out of the wind. It might be such a beautiful day. I just want a little shade from the sun for a little while. I thank God there is never a time that the door's closed. He said, the righteous runneth into it. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Could, could I have you stand up this evening? I, um...